If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? My understanding that you just came back from a destination wedding? Uh, that is incorrect. It was not a destination wedding. The bride is Costa Rican. She is a Tico. Tica. Costa Rican. Of Costa Rican. I don't think that gets you out of it. Yeah, no, it's still a destination wedding. Where do they wedding. live? Where do they live? What? After, after the wedding, she just went back home and now, you know, you'll visit them in Costa Rica next time? She is still living in Costa Rica. Until? Until she gets uh, her residency, permanent residency. Uh -huh, and where's he living? North Carolina. Sure, and they. Wait, so if it was in Connecticut, it would be a destination wedding. I thought no. maybe I'm maybe I don't understand the term. I think is that true. Like a destination wedding is none of us are from the Caymans, but that's where we're right. getting married. That's a destination that, wedding. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, I use that term for any time somebody invites me to a wedding that's inconvenient to go to. <laughs> I'm like goddamn destination. <laughs> that's wedding. tip. I mean, they're typically 100 percent quality. Uh, how was the how was the eco tourist aspect of it? Uh, it was great. I mean, they have. Did a, we mention it was Costa Rica? They, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Costa Rica. They have a lot of ecology there. They've got different types of ecology. They've got uh, the first place I went had a volcano. That was cool. You know, most um, countries do. Yeah, but this one was pretty good. Are you not going to refer to Pascal's Tamra, Carly? She may have been jealous about me going to the Arenal volcano and taking a taking a quick look at it. Um, that was fun. I saw some lava. I saw some lava rocks, not not as nice as the lava rocks that um, Tamara gave us, uh, but they were still pretty cool. So went to a rainforest. Did you zip line? I did zip line. It was that's kind of like uh, expected, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. It was it was actually pretty scary. Have you ever zip lined before? No, I mean I have the proposal for a zip line down the hill here, but not because I've done it. Ooh. Okay. That seems like a really bad idea. That's a. I think it's a little. Usually, zip lines are more. There's level. not a lot of time between classes. Students got to get to the art campus. That's true. Zip line. They would have to start way back at the football stadium in order to have the correct pitch. Yeah, just, so, have you ever zip lined before? I you? have. I have in fact zip lined. Where have you zip lined? Some sort of like corny ropes course. Like uh, uh, we're going to build leadership skills by having you risk your life on ropes. Oh wow! Simon loves ropes courses. Ropes. I like ropes courses. Like You're trust into, falls. Ropes course. If you were like, let's go to a ropes course. Yeah. For <laughs> I didn't like fun. this phrase the first time I came mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah. Isn't that was that's it is a ropes course. It is. No, a course but it just doesn't ropes. sound like that should be a phrase. Yeah. Like they haven't improved upon that yet. And you yeah. were like, we're just going to go for fun, mm -hmm. and we're not trying to build a team. Sure. That actually sounds like cool. Yeah. But the fact that like. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen this a ropes course, but the worst part of a ropes course Which, for me, boy, you're just digging in. Is is that have you seen this sequential tire swings? Oh, Simon's all Simon lives I for. can see it in my head. Where you have to get from to yeah, the yeah. other end, and of course, at some point, they dip too low. Ugh. Simon, didn't you have a proposal for an onion story about that? Got a bunch of big tires. Open a CrossFit gym. So this, so the one zip line. So they had. I think I went uh, on twelve. Why zip is it lines. hard? You went on 12? I went on 12, like from Why did you answer three. like, oh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, maybe. No, I did go on zip lines. Okay. I, I was I was. You I went was on certain. 12 zip lines. Yeah, I mean, in one in one kind of course. The last one was a kilometer. It was 1,000 meters, about 200 feet Do above the floor. Do you have to hold yourself floor. up or are you just like chilling? 
Uh, just chilling. Like so. So there's uh. Are they comfortable seats? They're not seats. They're like what? in a harness. Oh. And your harness is attached to you, and then that gets attached to the to the rope. And the harness rides up. Just say the harness rides up. The, not not the harness that they'd put on me. It goes around your the, thighs. They got and the stuff higher like level that. package, gold level. Uh, well, that's true. the thing not that the was poor people. Harness. No. Right. Well, so the the guys that were running the zip line, I think they were like all high school students, that and they were like. Right. Kind of like too cool for school. They, were they? I'm one <laughs> like pretty girl's flirtatious glance away from them forgetting to hook up my safety harness. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. okay, keep going, keep going. I don't that that didn't give me a uh, good feeling. A kilometer, going a kilometer. I think I don't know how fast we're going. Like forty miles an hour or something like that. Maybe you maybe faster. In kilometers per hour. Well, it oh. You can you can switch one point six. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it was it was fast, and I remember there was it was but it was long enough. That I was, I was actually talking to myself, like, why, why are you doing this? Why, why is this a, a thing wedding. that you wanted to do? No, but like, I'm, I'm above the you forest know, floor. People do stuff like this at destination weddings. You could have yeah, gone to, you know, where you could have gone to. I was just talking to a friend of the show, maybe future guest, uh, student Andy Mitchell, uh-huh. and she was talking about Bainbridge Island, uh, up in Washington. Okay, um, and that's kind of like destination wedding. It's an island. They basically just have weddings there. I don't know if they have zip lines. Didn't ask her. But um, it's a lot more modest. Yeah. I don't know if they have the gold package for the harness. But if they don't have zip lines, it wouldn't matter. That's true. And you'd stay continental U.S. So kind of help help our economy. Uh, I, 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 you know, I mean, the U.S. economy is doing pretty well. It can help uh, Costa Rica's economy. Can we welcome our guest? Yeah, let's start the show. Okay, so this is episode 96 of Berry Spreads and Butter. With me, as always, is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. I am Simon Portmantonev. Our producer, once again, is Liam Perdiam O'Donnell. Um, some, some, summer team. Summer team. Summer yeah. team. This is summer team. And our very special guest in here uh, from the math, all the way from the math department yep. at Lafayette College <laughs> is Professor Sean Kimber. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You're How doing great. You? I'm doing very well. Welcome, Sean. Yeah. Yes. Thank are you, you for coming. Are you thrilled to be here? Summer is awesome, and I, you know, I feel like I'm fangirling right now. So, <sighs> Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Great. Uh, we're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. We, ha- uh, you're our second mathematician. Yes. Uh oh. Rob Root. Rob Root first. Oh, okay. But he did. He did different kind of math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a different specialty in math, which is ordered rings and groups. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So ordered rings and groups. Yeah. Well, uh, this is our prompt. We usually bring people. We always bring people in so mm-hmm. they can explain what their area of expertise means yes. because we don't know anything. Okay. I know. What, I know what groups are. You do. And I know what rings are. You do. Uh, not math. I know what order. No, not in any mathematical. I mean, just oh, the words. See. Yeah, yeah. Let's work on that. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah. So the elevator pitch for what I do. Mm-hmm. So groups and rings are actually the study of arithmetic objects. So you might understand the integers as, you know, the whole numbers and their negatives. And mm-hmm. You can add in them together and you get another integer. You can multiply them, get another integer. Easy. But can you divide two integers and get another integer? Sometimes. Sometimes, exactly. Yes. And so that describes a particular kind of group of numbers that work well together. It's actually a ring as well. And you can compare any two integers. One would be bigger than the other. Okay. Why, do you, what, what, why the term ring? What's... 
Yeah, it's a French thing. Even group oh. is French, so mm. who knows? We'd have to ask them. Those darn French mathematicians. They're all. I study objects that have some sort of arithmetic structure, so you can add them, multiply them, and then you can also compare them. And the objects I study are fairly not existing in our universe, though I can really? prove that they exist mm. somewhere. And so it's pretty cool. That's really mysterious. <laughs> that was supposed to clear it up? But they do exist somewhere. What? How would you know? Through logical proof, we can deduce their existence. Who decided to look into them if they don't? we don't even have them? Well, I just showed you an example of one, hmm. the integers. Oh. So I can show you the simplest possible occurrence, mm -hmm. but then the things I study have to be more interesting than that. So you can't just like divide like, four by two and then be like here it is that's two no okay but because yeah. so, someone already did that it's a real rain yeah. man okay yeah, yeah. yeah. well okay. that would be about a 300 page proof actually oh and is it bertrand russell wow kind of undertook that so did i just so come up four, with something there at all did he really do four <laughs> divided by two no he did one plus one oh, okay um, <laughs> and that took 300 pages what? did wittgenstein so, agree i don't know okay i would doubt it you're just picking names now. You just, just you know. they were around at the same time. That's yeah. all I know. Okay, I'm reading a comic book about Bertrand Russell right now, and they haven't mentioned Wittgenstein yet. <laughs> just saying. That's okay. a proof. There you go. <laughs> Did you? Uh, was this like a lifelong passion? You're like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to study rings and groups. Of course not. <laughs> I started out as a chemical engineering major. Oh, no way. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Both of you. Defectors, yay! <laughs> I actually finished as one too. Oh yeah. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how, wait, how long? <laughs> That's how long the correct you, answer. How long did you do chemical engineering for until you decided it was not for you? Um, a little more than a year. Oh but, well. You know, there's a parallel path to get any science major one mm -hmm. if you start in engineering. But I was at University of Florida, ginormous university. Go Gators. Though I did go to Chapel Hill, so boo dookie. I'm, I'm okay boo. with that. Okay. I went Are there you for from graduate Florida? school. I'm from Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Now, where, now, tell me where Tallahassee is. Someone has probably told me. So give me the... Do you don't know? It's northern Florida. Or are it's, you doing like I'm acting like I don't know because I, I'm interviewing? I don't. I, there's so many cities in Florida that I don't know where they are. This has come up before. Yeah. Jessica I know. Carr, I think, went to Florida State, right? Yeah. So Tallahassee is in the northern part on the Panhandle, and it's right on the Georgia border. So oh, okay. But there's also like Fort Lauderdale. That's a city. That's Miami. Way that's way south. Way south. There's Tampa. <laughs> Have you not been to Florida? St. Petersburg. You're not getting anywhere close uh, to Orlando. Tallahassee. No. Um, Jacksonville. Daytona. Daytona. Is See, this what we're doing? Are we naming We're just naming cities? Florida cities? I, 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 I was naming Florida Ocala. City. I know where Miami is. I've been to Daytona. Yeah. Good. Uh, and, and Orlando. And how was Daytona? I was in a band and we played, oddly enough, a church in Daytona. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And weirdly enough, we played or an maps. anarchist bookstore in Tallahassee. Right? And then I think how was it organized? Oh, good good question. Uh -huh. I don't know how that one is. I know Wooden, Show bo Wooden Shoe Books in Philly, which is 40 years old now, anarchist bookstore, volunteer run. Yeah, but is it alphabetical? Yeah, like, or do they just, yeah. or do they just, they just throw books no discernible I believe order? The, I believe the anarchism describes um, that there is no owner. It's like a... Oh, a and oh, and the type of books I misread there, that. Which, now, Sean, did you, would you have gone to, like, Oklahoma for spring break? Is that how that works? <laughs> or did you just stay in Florida? You just stay in Florida, but you get there sooner. Oh, that's good. You've slowly moved... No, no you started in Chapel Hill. 
and then went to University of Florida for no. your PhD, no. or the other way around. No. Oh, what happened? She's from Tallahassee. Okay. She went to University of Florida. That's in Gainesville, a Got different it. city. Different. Then she did graduate work at Chapel Hill, yes. which is in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, Gainesville. And then I was recruited back to do my PhD. At got it. So okay. you went you so went in a zigzag I pattern. I got it. I got it. And handle the yeah. winter. So. so, okay. So let me ask you about that. Because yeah. I'm very interested in people who grew up in the South who now live here. Because yeah. I am not a huge fan of the winter. And, mm. I, and I have myself well, move south. I'm, I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of summer. Like, I, I hate shorts. I hate sweating. Well, I mean... Summer's the best. Summer is great. Summer's great. You're, you're summer's a, you literally summer just described okay. two of my favorite things. Yeah. Sweating. <laughs> you, you're a fan of sweating? Yeah. Cools you off. I just don't like being overheated. I don't like being real mm. cold and shivering. Have you're you tried popsicles? Yeah. So, so you are now living as far north as you have lived for an extended period of time? Is yeah, that true? Technically, I did a year at Wesleyan in Connecticut, okay. which might be slightly further slightly. north. But you, yeah. So now, how long have you been at Lafayette? 17 years. 17 years. Oh so you're coming from Florida. You get here. What do you find? Is it too cold for you? Well, there's sort of two things. So I first went to Connecticut. Okay, sorry, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I had a year of much worse winter okay. before I got here. And, you know, nobody told me to bring ice skates to get to my office, mm, you know. And so awkward. I pretty much got there on my butt a few yeah. days, right? Yeah, it happens. Um, that really made me. So I got the job, the postdoc and the job at Lafayette at the same time. And okay. I took off my first year to go do the postdoc. Mm-hmm. Why would a human live this way? That's... I still have not been convinced. Although I can say I can get up and dig out my car mm-hmm. before coffee mm-hmm. and not complain. Be- wow. <laughs> I feel like I've adapted, and yeah. I'm really sad about that. <laughs> I think that. you have. I yeah. think you have. Um, yeah. So okay. So, so it's not I, that. Good. It's not that cold here. Yeah. Again, you're from Canada. I, why? I don't understand why people <laughs> say that to me. Let me just say something. Canada is farther north. I say I don't like yeah. snow, and people say, "But you're from Canada." I wasn't born there because I like snow. And and but you know, it stands to reason had... that you would be acclimated and familiar with it. No. That's I not mean, how let's, well, but, evolution works. But is works. this a two-way street? Yes. If you were to meet someone who lived on the equator, mm-hmm. they were like, I hate warm weather. It's mm-hmm. the worst. You wouldn't be a little confused? No, I... I, I, I have you met anybody from the equator? I have not. I have not, no. I would say that if if I could choose to live somewhere, it would be a place Do you know where... a country that the, the equator crosses? <laughs> Can't it, say Ecuador. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's the only one I know. Maybe that probably through Brazil somewhere. Anyway, so I, um, the people who live in like San Diego or something like that, where it's like 72 degrees all the time, yeah. they must be thinking of us, like, why, why are you living in a place that's not this? I don't know. Okay. Are we, are we going to talk weather? <laughs> like, how long is this going? Oh, and you can, you can talk about weather for a long time. You've okay. been here 17 years. You've seen a lot of changes. Yes. What would you point to as the biggest changes at the college? 17 years. Um, that's a different question from like, you know, what do I wish had changed? Um, we could do that next. Oh, maybe not in public. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, no one <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> so, you were the only one. Yeah, say anything you want. <laughs> what about student body? So we like to say the demographics are different, but even among that, the flavors are different. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not going to judge better or worse but uh things are different Mm -hmm. in that way sure but 
Not really. Yeah. Something it's not something I would see in my classroom. My classroom is fairly static in, mm. ter- in that sense. Mm. So now, one thing that has changed about you is you've, you've sort of gone pretty far into administration in the last few years. I'm just dipping my toe You're just in. dipping your toe, yeah. but you have done quite a lot. Did you introduce um, her title at the beginning? Oh, I didn't. No. The the director of the Center for the Integrated Teaching Center for... Why don't you introduce your title? It's a director of the Center for the Integration of Teaching, Learning, and Scholarship. I was going to say something. Yeah. One of the things that I know of, of the many that you've done is that you now run the new faculty orientation program mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So you've got this whole group of people that have not been at the college before. Or listen to the show. Or listen to the show. Yeah. So a potential audience. Almost it would be it would behoove them to listen, to learn a little bit about the college. I Repeatedly. Agree. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to add us to your syllabus is what we're trying to ask. We've been trying to get into orientation for a while for the undergrads. It's not working. Now we're trying to get into faculty <laughs> orientation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. certainly I can make that happen. Okay. And this is our largest incoming class. It's a big one. Of, um, what is it, 16 or 17? Oh, oh, because it if includes include visitors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think it's in the high teens for tenure wow. track. Wow. Right, so. That's a lot. Yeah. But That's I all... don't distinguish. <laughs> That's good for us. That's I mean, it also yeah. answers a lurking question we get a lot. is like, how do we pick our guests? Mm-hmm. It's just ulterior motives. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I'll sleep yeah. in. Who can get us to who? What kind of connection mm-hmm. can we make? Exactly. What do I get from this? I know. Um, we have to actually be. <laughs> for the audience listening at home, I'm moving my arm, showing all of the things that are around her. Yeah. How do you feel about stickers? <laughs> we do have stickers. We do. I love stickers. So, yes. so that should be. So the bargain is complete. The bar- yes. <laughs> yes. We're done. We're done. Okay. We're done. Um, so now, what what are the types of things that you would do in a faculty orientation program? Mm. Are there any, like, besides sort of the information, are there any sort of. Um, I don't want to say ropes course because we've been over ropes courses, but are there any like uh, cohort building um, things that you try to do in that? Or is that something that they're sort of they they are best off doing on their own? I want to encourage them to do it on their own Mm -hmm. because this does become a pretty close um, friend group for Mm -hmm. everybody. Like the people I started with are still some of my closest friends in Lafayette. So no ropes courses, no Mm -hmm. trust falls. That would be fun only for comedy's yeah. sake. I, I thought where you were going was what's the best strategy if you just schedule an hour where they all have to sit there and just listen to the episode or yeah. do you send them <laughs> do you send them out on their own with like a fresh set of earbuds yeah. no yeah. I think that makes sense the download Radical Quilter Sean Kimber how do we get into this is yeah, this something that we, we get into this how do we collectively mm-hmm. get into what I am blown away by as entirely fascinating? I've been reading your blog. I've been looking at all the material and uh, quilt after quilt, like the artwork of this. I This is like a whole new world for me. I don't think you're the only one blown away by this. I think a lot of people, you, you kind of kept it. A little bit under the radar. Do you want us to not talk about it? Yeah. Do you still want it to be under the radar? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm out. I'm out of the closet. You're I was a closeted quilter Man. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm in a male-dominated profession, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to be exposed as doing something as feminine as quilting. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I didn't really come out publicly under my own name okay. until I was promoted to full professor. 
And then um, the guys looked at my stuff and they're like, you use four-letter words on quilts? They think it's awesome. I'm like, damn it, I could have been out. <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. Um, but I didn't want it to have any effect on that, of course. Okay. Um, so how did I get started? Yeah. Yes. We had quilts in our house that my great-grandmother made that my father actually helped in the bee to quilt them. And wow. so they were his most prized possession. Mm-hmm. But they were on our beds and they were just these amazing like um, improvisational patchwork quilts. So mm-hmm. they, they weren't like the rigid kind of designs that you might be used to seeing. Yeah. Um, and so they were more textural. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I remember them, I don't necessarily remember the pattern, but I remember how they feel and especially the weight of them. So they remain on um, the plantation where my father's family was actually enslaved. Uh, there's a dirt floor shack where my dad grew up with his grandmother. And um, it was cold, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty darn cold in the mountains of Alabama. Yeah. And so these quilts were really super heavy, filled densely packed with cotton fluff and so even i can remember the weight of sleeping underneath these quilts they're pretty amazing they're nothing like what you buy at walmart (laughs) so i don't know i guess i sewed like formal dresses when i was in high school remember i'm from the south and Mm -hmm. um you know you can't wear the (laughs) same dress to yeah. yeah but you know i didn't sew it again until i was it was the year i was applying for tenure uh-huh and my sister sent wow. me a sewing machine as kind of a joke, maybe. In, but I got Quilting for Dummies, you know, those yellow books. Yeah. Yeah. And I sewed everything in there to learn all the skills so that then I could use those skills to do anything else. But I pretty much didn't do anything with like expressive meaning until after my dad passed away and mm-hmm. I needed a place to put all my feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, tell, now, this is a real dumb question, but like... Define what a quilt is. So a quilt is three layers, mm-hmm. um, a backing, which is usually just plain cotton muslin, mm-hmm. uh, a middle layer that's a squishy, puffy layer of cotton fluff, mm-hmm. which gives you the insulating power, and then a top that is decorative. So it's usually patchwork done <laughs> in myriad techniques. Mm-hmm. Those three layers then are sewn together mm-hmm. so that you can launder them without the puffy layer kind of bunching and yep. yeah and so you have several opportunities to be artistic yeah. in this i don't know there's like different groupings of people who make quilts so they're the traditional ones they're art quilters okay and then now lately there's something called modern quilting hmm. and there is a bit of gangland warfare between these I do not, which we do not want to get in between them Everything I make is basically at the intersection, so I'm friends with everybody. There you go. But there will be a a show on History Channel called Quilt Wars anytime now. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Okay, okay. But would it be wrong to call you a radical quilter? I don't think so. Yeah, that's it's true. I'm doing things that others don't do. Sure. And 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 what what is radical about your? Is it is it the top layer design that's radical? Okay. Definitely. So. I started making quilts that were sort of um, responding to uh, current current <laughs> events, whether yeah. it was um, controversy within the quilt world. So, for instance, censorship. So, you know, um, the quilt world, as opposed to the art world, is extremely conservative. And so um, the idea of nudity on quilts has mm-hmm. still not been 
worked out. There was actually a quilt hanging at a show, and a woman said, oh, there's a penis on that. And then she counted seven penises on it. Wow. Turned out there are no penises on this quilt, but they took the quilt down <laughs> off the wall. Wow. Um, <laughs> so even imaginary penises are pretty bad. Oh, That's so weird. Um, I mean, go, as, go ahead as, and go to www.penisquilt.com. Okay. Did they get .com? That it was .net. Um, to, I mean, it's so. It seems so obvious that that quilts are a form of art. That that why wouldn't it just follow traditional art that is pushing boundaries, I, doing that. But kind I, of that's thing. what that was. So is like really a, a revelation. Is that once you say it, it's like, oh yeah, of course, quilting is art. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that until somebody said it. Yeah, I, I, isn't this true of a few like folk things in which? there is such a traditional connection to it so like mm. we can see it and it's art but it's also connected to a utility and mm. uh, you know what i mean even the idea that art is pushing boundaries is sort of a result of certain like historical and economic factors and there was a time where you're doing art and you're not pushing boundaries sure. whoever wants that yeah well, I mean, it's sort of like women's work. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's this right. expectation that a okay. woman's going to make a quilt, spend, you know, hundreds of hours making this thing. Mm-hmm. And its only purpose is to keep their family warm. It should be laundered multiple times until it just disintegrates. And therefore, its value is fairly um, finite. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and mention that I don't make penis quilts. Um, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I have friends who do, um, but they, yeah. But I first decided to challenge language on quilts, and Mm -hmm. so a lot of people didn't really put words on um, their work. Uh, And so I decided to start with George Carlin's Seven Words You Can't Say on Television. Yeah. Um, Did it all in primary colors. Um, It's the size of a good crib baby quilt. Um, And (laughs) it's actually on a friend's wall in her living room. Am I, am I remembering right? You have one that I think was in response to Eric Garner. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it a? a I to say I can't yeah, breathe. Yeah, it says I'll, I can't breathe nine times. So when and I then watched, then the last one like dips off. Yeah. Or so it's tail it, off. It d- both goes from white to um, different shades of blues to reflect sort of the drowning sensation of uh, yeah. losing your breath. And then yeah, the letters themselves start to trail off of the page and. Um, it's all on a black background, and if you look at it, I wanted it to look like kind of graffiti on a wall in the dark, mm-hmm. and with this sort of brightness of those letters, just kind of. How was that received? Fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> it hung at a, a quilt convert con- convention in Pasadena, mm-hmm. um, I guess, 2016, and it won first place in its category for improv. Wow. Um, $500. Congratulations. You guys. <laughs> I paid for my trip to <laughs> um, And it was on the front page of the LA Times. It's now been in several magazines, books, and it was purchased by a museum. Wow. So. Now, now, can I ask you, now that brings up two questions. How long does it typically take from start to finish? That. Well, that's my question. <laughs> I can cut this any way I want. Okay, you ask. How long does it usually take to quilt something like that? <laughs> Um, so from start to finish, that quilt took a year. Um, oh. I was on sabbatical for one half of that, though, so mm-hmm. that definitely gave me a little more speed. I work on five or six things at once, so it's hard for me to oh, keep okay. time very well. But a typical quilt takes from one to two years. Do you have, like, a studio for this, or it's just... In my house, mm-hmm. yeah. Question, how much, how much um, materi- materials that. does it cost? Okay, <laughs> how much in materials does it cost to create 
most quilts? It depends on the quality of the materials mm-hmm. that you use and where you find them. So many of my quilts are made from like upcycled materials. So I just go to the thrift store, buy some oh, okay. extra large shirts and yeah. pants. There, the cotton market right now is pretty rough. So it's um, there were some bad growing seasons. Oh, okay. So Don't you, didn't you teach class in cotton? I did, yeah. And so there's even that connection, the, even the the very fabric of the... Oh, absolutely. No, there's a reason why you talk about race with cotton fabrics. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I'm, my ancestors picked cotton. <laughs> Not for fun. It's going to be hard for me to edit this to make it sound like that didn't just occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you had told me, somebody else might, must have said that you um, worked on uh, quilts but uh, I think the way they described it was um, knitting, and I thought that it was connected to math because I've seen a number of, I don't know if I should say a number, I've seen some like TED Talks, and even at uh, This is Colossal, which is a website I really like, mm-hmm. of um, like math and crochet yeah. and like representing hyperbolic, hyperbolic yeah, yep. like mm-hmm. analytic geometry. I was like, oh, is that? Um, but that wasn't your direction. Or do you do any of that kind of stuff? I can. I mean, I, Diana Tamina Cornell started that out. Yeah, that's the one actually, name that I know. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. So, um, building, Have you guys seen this stuff? Um, it looks like a coral reef. So okay. If you just have that sense of the sort of ruffly edges. We had not, you can't visualize hyperbolic space because it lives in at least four dimensions, Mm -hmm. but you can immerse it into three dimensions. And we could only describe it in words, but now you can actually feel it, see it, touch it, fold it on itself um, by building these models. And so it's actually pretty groundbreaking that crochet can help you do this. Is this, would this be a good time to potentially ask you can you can knit and crochet? Yes. Now, I've been trying to commission people to who know how to knit to make a sweater for me, mm-hmm. and it's a particular kind of sweater. It's a really big, a bulky sailor. winter sweater, but it has cable knit. No, no, yeah, cable <laughs> knit, like really big, but uh-huh. it's got a, a kid on it on a surfboard saying "Surfs up." Like a baby goat? On <laughs> no, no, just no. just a child <laughs> saying "Surfs up." Now, no one, so far, no one has taken me up on that, and I'm wondering. That's your own design. It's or my you totally my own design. No, um, I, no, I it, wait. So the, I, need, I need clarification here. Yeah. Is there an ocean? Is he riding a he's, curling he's wave? He's riding a curling is there wave. A palm tree involved. There could be a palm tree, and it's cabled too. Yeah, it's like really awesome. bulky, really warm. Like a real sweater. lobsterman kind of. Yeah, real warm main. sweater. Surfs up. I think we all understand yeah. the humor in that. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just like the quilt world, there is a full fiber world mm. involving knit and crochet. I can put you in touch with several uh, Sean, wacky I want, people I want you to make who one would for love me. to knit oh. the sweater for <laughs> She's busy. Okay. She's got other stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Okay, if you want to put me in touch. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole market of wacky sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, though. I'll have someone else make it for me. While you're doing um, or I'll learn all this it. quilt making. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you ever listen to music. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. Sick transition. Oh, God, man. the Segway workshop that just keeps nice. paying dividends. You are killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Yes. Sean, I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> when you were 10, uh-huh. what, what was your uh, favorite music? Um, so it goes sort of two ways. So certainly the music that my parents played a lot, so absolutely Motown from the 60s. 
Um, so I it. thought for sure that Michael Jackson was made to be my husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, while. later later on, later it was, on yeah, in the 80s, yeah. I realized maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but he was certainly the adorable one. My sister was all into Jermaine. Um, mm. So no one wants Tito. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Tito. Yeah. All I did was play the drums. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know. Good, good Motown, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, all of that. Mm. Um, but I was also starting to play music. Huh? So I, you know, oh, good question for you. Guess what instrument I played? I, I think I know this actually, <laughs> but I can't, I can't quite bring it up. Is it a woodwind? Absolutely, yeah. It is a woodwind. Mm-hmm. Is it a small woodwind? Yeah. Is it a piccolo? Yeah. Oh. So Why I, did you know that? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm sure I, I'm, I I listened to you when you told me at one point. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm I'm going to pat myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh. I played flute and piccolo um, starting when I was about 10, and I really wanted that to be my career, mm-hmm. and I went whole hog and studied lots of classical music, but mainly those that are part of the flute repertoire. Were you pretty so. psyched when you heard Jethro Tull? It's like, there's a rock band with a flute. Oh, my God. It um, blew my mind. Yeah. Well, did this, may I guess, change by the time you were 20? What was your favorite music mm. when you were 20, when you were um, at the University of Florida in Gainesville, yeah. one of the cities of Florida? Yes. Yeah, so one of my big shames was there, that I Because there's Orlando, nope. Tampa. Oh okay, we're let done. her answer. <laughs> no, but one of my secret shames is that I was all into bands from Athens, Athens, Georgia, like enemy territory. So oh. R.E.M., the B-52s, um, Indigo Girls. That's outstanding. Yeah. We can probably find songs for the playlist. All right. All right, now we're up to 30. What was your favorite music at age 30? Had it changed? Hmm. So now, are you here at this at, at that point? Yeah, okay. I was here. Um, and that was so the sound probably, of Easton, was it the... I mean, maybe Simon, you'll appreciate Cat's Cradle. Like, I mean, if you just go there, you can go there on any random day. You're yes. going to hear some good music. Carboro, North Carolina. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. And yes. you're not necessarily going to remember anybody's names, but like mm-hmm. Super Chunk, mm-hmm. um... Ooh, they you were know, great. A few others, yeah. So, so I became a really equal opportunity listener. Like I didn't really, and that, but I also wasn't studying it in the mm-hmm. way that you do in college, where it's about posing, about who you are. Oh, that's that, really right? well put. Yeah. And so I, you know, I can't name a lot of the bands. I didn't necessarily collect their music on Napster, yeah. which is nicely <laughs> illegal then, right? Yeah. Um. Did you still listen to Stevie Wonder? Absolutely, songs in the key of life. Oh yeah, I don't know. But so we, but we no, did. So skip. nothing stuck out. You were listening. It sounds like you're listening to a lot of things at 30, mm-hmm. but nothing that you were like now are like, oh, that's really important to me. No, not really. No, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, good, good rap will stick with you, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just everything was the sense of the time that we were in. Um, would you like to do a quiz? Just doing. We quiz. have a quiz for you. Would you okay. like to do a quiz, Sean? I, I don't know. Okay. Well. What's the quiz about? It's the real or not quiz. Oh, of course. Real Classic. Classic. Okay. Classic. Classic. Are these knitting stitches or not? Uh oh. Okay. Okay. This is a good. This is a good one. We've never had this quiz. No. Idea. <laughs> not. Is once. this a real knitting stitch or not? Okay. Uh, as listeners know, we need to do the first one just to test the mics. Yep. yep. So sure, first sure. one, Check for example, one. One. regular ribbing. Regular ribbing. Like a single rib. Is oh. this a knitting stitch or not, of Simon? Of course it's a real knitting stitch. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Mike, okay, Mike's we got work. it. Now, the next one. Okay. What about a broken rib with twist? 
A broken rib with twist. I'm going to say no. Is that a knitting stitch? I'm going to say it's not. That's like a, that's a, an injury. I'm going to say yes, just because it's weird enough that you would have like put it out there that thinking we would say no. But it's like the second one. Second one. So you think the second one should be no? Well, why are you that's giving what me Simon, hints? That's what Don't Simon thinks. Hints. Don't give me hints. I'm saying yes. I'm sticking with yes. Okay, Sean. I'm going to say yes. It is a yes. Oh, yeah. darn. The broken rib with twist is a knitting stitch. McRib. Is that no. A, no? Okay. Was that your next joke? I'm sorry. <laughs> one rib. Okay. We're just going to go into Chris Rock stuff. Got it. <laughs> um, how about the punctured lung? <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm going to... Why am I laughing? I'm going to say no for the punctured lung. I'm going to no. go with no lung. as well. Yeah. You know, it's always possible, but I'll say no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. How about little chevrons? Little chevrons. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know what that looks like. It's no. like herringbone. I'm going to go with no. I believe that it would be a fair aisle design, but not necessarily a stitch because it would be created using knit stitches. So. It's yes. Oh. According to my sources, that is a knitting stitch. How do you do it? What's the technique? Come on. You put one. (laughs) Are you asking for more information? Because that's not. (laughs) That doesn't have. The easier one is the little Sebastians. Little No. (laughs) No. Not not a stitch. I think I'm going to go with no as well. Yeah. I think. I think think you would have been disappointed if I didn't. If in my mind it didn't go from little chevrons to little Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, How about little Corollas? Little Corollas. Oh. Darn, that's right in between there. Oh man, uh, these quizzes are so good. No, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'm going to say little coral. Yeah, yes, real. You can't read. I'm going to say yes as well. Can't read my face. Poker I mean, face. You're deadpan in it there. I'm going to say no. Oh, it's no. Sean is correct. Damn it. Have you gotten everyone right? You thought little Sebastian? Yeah, no. <laughs> Punk, punctured little lung? Chevron. <laughs> little Chevron. That's right. I, I, but but you're, this is under protest, though, right? Because Ben was not able to explain yeah. how to do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. The next one is the brioche rib. The brioche. That sounds delicious, honestly. One of us has been watching the British Bake Off. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to say. The brioche rib. No, that's too delicious to be a stitch. I'm going to say no, but I, I have a weird suspicion I might be getting tricked here. Hmm. It definitely is. It is. It but it's so it. delicious. Yes. Huh. It's really squishy. Oh, yeah, like yeah. a brioche like roll. A brioche roll. Yeah. How do you feel you're going to do with the focaccia rib? The focaccia <laughs> rib. Well, also delicious, but I don't think that that would be. that. There's no softness to focaccia. Just flat. I think I'm going to go with no as well. No way. No. I wouldn't even ask about the ciabatta rib. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just skip that one. Mm, I'm just boy. Just stuff I made up to waste our time. Yep. Nobody has anything to do. No. Listeners no. are fast forwarding at 15 seconds, 15 yeah, yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the next one? Uh, how about the uh, tiny herringbone? The tiny, see, this is what I thought the tiny chevron, chevrons were. You sure did. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the idea that these things are real. Yes. Sure. Yes, it is one. Yes. I, I thought that. I, it was almost going to be my the first test one because I thought that was probably obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about, I won't say Tiny Elvis. Tiny <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> we won't do that one. Okay. Uh, how about the horseshoe crab? Horseshoe crab. That's a that's a particular shape. Is it a shape that I would want in a in a knit pattern? I'm going to try and read Sean on this one across the room. Okay. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> going no. no. I'm going to go no. 
It's a yes. Really? Simon got so something right. Good the horseshoe this. crab. The horseshoe crab? Yep. What the heck is that? It's uh, it's you usually project. find them just on the side of the beach. But not <laughs> stuck in a sweater unless you want to have fun. <laughs> Who knows? How about the solid scallop? Oh, yes. Yes. And not for the seafood. No. Tiny herringbone. Horseshoe crab. So much fish. Solid scallop. Yes. Yes. And why are there so many fish named stitches? Because fishermen sweaters, man. Oh, I, very as soon answer. as you asked it, all I could think of was uh, the movie Orca. And the guy in Orca has a sw- different, I mean, they're different sweater. He doesn't have one sweater, but he has a sweater on in every scene. Do any of them say surf's up? <laughs> they don't um, have goats on them. No, oh, sorry, no. Simon. <laughs> uh, how about stitch fix? No. I'm not going to say why. No. Isn't that like a service? Or like what about loot crate? No, no. <laughs> See? But look, aren't you What about prou- Wannable? I'm more into 5-4 Club, actually. Aren't you proud of me that I didn't say that when I answered no? What about Geek Fuel? Geek Fuel. What about Nerd Block? Why are you, <laughs> what about why are you buzz marketing all these people? Yeah. There's like 25 of these things. Well, these are different. You're describing different things there. But they're all like online delivery, giving yeah, crap service because I don't want to go to the store. There's a big difference between getting random tchotchkes and getting an outfit you would wear to work. Mm. Those are two very different services. Like Loot Crate, Geekbox, those are all like, here's your RoboCop head thing. (laughs) And then like 5-4 is like, oh, you don't know how to buy clothing because you're a man-child. Here's some nice clothes. Interesting. I'm concerned that you know all these things. That's a lot of things. I've considered signing up for every single one. I have signed up for a couple. Simon has a question. Okay. I'm I'm just going to come out with it. Is it Friday or Sunday, Sean? Well, as a long-time listener, I Ooh. actually know what the question means. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. No one else out there does. So I will say for them, do you prefer Friday or do you prefer Sunday? Okay, I know this is unpopular in this room, but it's totally a Sunday. That's problematic. Oh that's that's, well, that's only That's only half unpopular. Do your follow-up. What is your thoughts on black licorice? So I think it's pretty much a hellscape. I think what? it's horrible. That's, Black not, that's what we don't like. doesn't make any sense, Sean. Doesn't, no. You're not making any sense right now. Well. <laughs> are you sure that Friday is You not work in so a number-heavy discipline. And you are ruining our data. our data. I'm really sorry. That's, but, you know, I get... So there is this whole category mm. of deceptive candies that look way better. They call them Decepticons. And yeah. Then, yeah. And so, like, licorice all sorts with the stripes and oh, stuff yeah, yeah, look yeah. like they're going to be the most awesome party in your how, mouth. How many then, children oh, have been completely dis- dismayed by by yeah. by that they look yeah. like little gifts that, that get little gifts for your mouth right and then what what do you get you get black licorice out of that now the worst is marzipan oh they shape into the shape of nope. a banana and nope. oh my goodness Ugh. this is no banana well summing up sean's wrong <laughs> um now no tell, tell, tell me about i'm sorry sean but it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit our it doesn't fit our theory oh, oh. and you know what happens when that happens I you change the data <laughs> Don't you think more information about why she prefers Sunday? I was just about to ask. Yeah. I was just about to ask. What is it about Sunday that you prefer? <laughs> the, the big fat New York Times, a big carafe of coffee. You got the whole morning ahead of you. Why don't you just save the last Sunday's New York Times for Friday? <laughs> <laughs> Done. 
I'll be the one affirming person here that I, I, I feel what you're saying. Thank you, Liam. I don't identify with it because of the influence of, of church in my life. Oh, boy. Um, the, mm. the chilled Sunday morning mm-hmm. is not something, especially now that my wife is a pastor, it's really something I don't understand. I'm sorry. But there was a time in my life where, yeah, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We had such a good Perhaps theory going. Perhaps there's another factor. There might be another factor. You're right. Have we, have uh, we cross-checked thank you, Jessica's and John's answers? I have Are not. other Floridians? I don't remember. I rem- I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who created a wiki for our I podcast. I assume so. Collected these data. <laughs> I, like, I like that you keep saying data and then you're like, I don't remember. No, it's out there. It's out there. All right. Perfect. Um, Sean, uh, we want to thank you for being here today. This has been an amazing episode very for enjoyable. me. Thanks a bunch. I'm changed forever. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Well, um, if others out there want to change, they can follow us at some later date on Twitter. They can follow us on Facebook. They can email us questions, comments, and concerns to variouspreadsandbutters@gmail.com. We didn't. Um, we got more listener email about our episode about listener email mm-hmm. than our previous amount of listener email. It's pretty amazing. It was kind of works. a weird phenomenon. Mm-hmm, a little bit. Do you want to clear up that we now know that the gunk problem is not a valid one? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I want to thank Nate for that, um, that said that gunk is... You can't just get the gunk off engines and that will fix a car. Yeah. I think we knew that in a way, but we had it confirmed. I don't believe it. Well, you Sounds like to... someone's in the pocket of the gunk a lot. Oh, yeah. Big gunk. John. I want to I oh, thank uh, guest producer, oh, summer producer, yes. Liam O'Donnell. Thanks, the summer team. Liam. Summer team. Liam, where can people contact or learn more about you? Uh, if you head over to cinepunks.com, that's uh, P-U-N-X. I know people get confused. Um, you can check out a variety of podcasts that I am on or I host or I just give the thumbs up and put it on my website. Mm. <laughs> Good. And, well, and Sean, what if they wanted to find out more about... Uh, your work. Um, so I have all kinds of pseudonyms, but the main one would be Koshi Compete Complete, C A U C H Y Complete, all one word, on Instagram and on WordPress. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you very much. All right, headphones off. Headphones off. Music is a world within itself, with a language we all understand. With an equal This is the episode where I can talk about the Great British Bake Off. Is that what we're doing? Are you oh, not man. allowed to talk about the Great British Bake Off otherwise? Especially on the, the, I think the second Netflix season apparently is like the fourth or the fifth real season. Oh, I have, I have straight from Britain copies of it. So oh, well, we I'm need to all caught up. Simon, we're going to need to deal with the whole Ruby Paul problem, which, which listeners obviously know about. So we don't even need to set that up. I just I, say it, Ruby is Paul. The, is the Ruby problem that watching her eat is off-putting? No, it's the flirtation and the um, bad judging, the favoritism. I do feel like I'm the last person in the universe to actually have never watched well, a I, single minute of that shit. That makes me feel good because okay. I, I don't want to put this in the category of not watching it because it was overhyped. Mm-hmm. Not in my Hamilton, Highline, and now I can say uh, Elena Ferrante novel category. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm just not going to do it. It's overhyped. But I was aware that this was overhyped, but I didn't intentionally, obstinately not watch it mm. until recently but i did watch it recently and it was great it is it's very pleasant 
Well, that's the thing is that people are turned off by cooking shows in America because they are so cutthroat and unpleasant. It's like, let's get a lot of unpleasant people in a room with mm-hmm. even more unpleasant judges and then watch them cut each other down until someone cries or everyone cries. Sure. The Great British Break Off is like, can I help you with that? Oh, this is tough. Well, let's band together and help this one. That was a good British they all, accent. They all have they all have accents. They all have accents. Uh, I mean, I I think if I watched it, I would probably be okay with it. But I have other things to watch. Cool. How do you feel about ganache? Uh, I'm actually okay. What's with your ganache? stance on fondant? No, I don't like. How fondant. do you feel about iced buns? Iced buns? <laughs> a hot dog bun filled <laughs> with icing. That it was disgusting. That sounds like. Like every like college kids, we don't have any food or any money. Right, and, that's and apparently make. the Queen of England. Well, I got like a little jar of, of icing. Yeah, left over from some prank. A- and a hot dog bun. You're like, and Billy bought like twelve hot dog buns, and we only ate eight yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't quite, I don't quite get that. That doesn't sound appetizing to me. Uh, it's, it's also carb heavy, probably. Yeah.